founded back in 2016, really helping with job placement. Start off as a SaaS model, has have 3,600 users, about 168 are paying, call it a grand or around that uh, per year. So they're doing about 70 grand per month right now. That's up from 25 grand a month just a year ago. So good growth, but they're shutting down this model, even though it's got 80% retention and 20% revenue churn per year and really pivoting to be, you know, to cater to Indonesian CEOs and companies really as a, as a super insurance actual broker with a large tech component. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Nathan Kamstra. He's the co-founder and CIO of a company called UrbanHire.com. Nathan, are you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> I am. All right, man. Tell us what the company does and what the revenue model is. Is it a pure play SaaS company? Yeah. So uh, Ur- Urban Hire at the moment is a um, is a recruitment site focused on funnel, funnel recruitment. So rather than finding individual people um, matching to company needs, they'll find a lot of people and funnel them down into um, something that's a little bit more manageable for, for bulk hiring. Okay. Um, and, and give me give me a use case where someone would be bulk hiring versus like high touch, you know, super curated. Yeah. So uh, bank tellers, for instance, you know, you know, you're going to have a certain amount of attrition at a bank uh, and you want to make sure that you've got enough people, like human resources to, to actually uh, keep that covered. And so you will probably have goals, you know, X amount per, the, per year, and you'll just keep that in play all year round as you go through that typical amount of attrition. Okay. So when you look at like your average customer paying you, I mean, how many jobs are they, are they hiring through your system per year, would you say? You know, it varies, but um, you know, I think a good example is, you know, around 100. Okay. So it's, it's pretty high volume. And- yeah, pretty high and what are they? And, and again, what's the revenue model? So how are they paying for this? You know, typical kind of recruiter is you're paying a percent of first year salary. Some people are now doing SaaS. What's your model? Yeah, so this is uh, it's it's a, it's a SaaS play for sure, but um, it's it's a bit of a subscription as well. And then there are things like um, assessments that can be added on as extras. Okay, so what's the average customer pay per year per year for this kind of thing? Would you say? Yeah, that, I mean that really varies. Greatly as well, but um, you, you know, we've got we've got clients that pay you know upwards of ten thousand dollars. We've got clients that pay as low as a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. We have three three thousand six hundred clients on the system. Not all of those are paying clients. How many are we paying? Have, so we've got a hundred and sixty eight, I think, paying clients. Okay, um, but in order for us to get um, you know attraction as well as bring on people. Uh, we open the system. There's a, an aspect of the system that is is free and available to to anyone to use. Okay. What we, I mean, talk to me though about what I know. You have many different cohorts. I don't want to talk about every customer cohort. I mean, would you say it's fair to say kind of the average customer maybe pays you a grand per year for these 100 hires, or where would you say is? I mean, it it, it definitely there's a huge curve, right? Yeah, I, so, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think a grand is probably a good a good use, but. You know, that, that's the model as it is. I, what I really like to talk about, though, is where we're going and why I'm actually part of the, the group now. Yeah, so Nathan, that, I want to, by the way, I want to talk about where you're going, but we first have to establish where you currently are, right? So that's what I'm trying to do in the first five minutes here. So so just to be clear, if someone's going to, if someone listening right now, you know, someone who runs a bank, you know, a company or someone that runs a restaurant that has high turnover wants to use you and they're going to end up making 100 hires over the next 12 months, you're saying they're probably going to pay about a grand to make those 100 hires over the next year. Yeah, okay. it really depends the services that you have, the, the different aspects of services that you have, like assessments, how complicated those assessments are, mm-hmm. you know, what type of high touch do you really need? Okay. So if a thousand bucks kind of per year is kind of the average and you got 168 right now, I mean, you guys are doing what, a, a couple, you know, 14,000 ish per month, something like that right now. 
No, actually, we are at about we're by the end of the year we will be closing about a hundred thousand per month. Okay, and what are you at today? Uh, I I believe Vincent would have been better for this one, but I believe we're at around sixty nine. Okay. Okay. Got it. So you're, you know, we've got about 35, 40 days left kind of in the year. So you're assuming that you're going to get, I mean, if you're at 70 today, you're assuming you're going to double over the next 40 days. Yeah. We're on track to, um, to, to close business. So it's, it's a cyclical business. Um, you know, we've got, uh, clients that come in during cycles and you'll see that the, the revenue growth, if you look at the chart, it, it, you know, it drops off at certain parts of the year and then goes, goes back up at others. When you look at, okay, so to avoid that seasonality, if we just look at year by year growth, if you're at 70 grand today per month, where were you a year ago in November, 2017? Uh, a year ago, I think it was less than 25,000. Okay, good. So, so good growth. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so this is helpful to understand kind of where the company is today. Again, 168 customers last year, about 25 grand per month. And now today about 70 grand per month, hoping to double that over the next 45, 50 days, because you close a lot of business in the last quarter, it sounds like. Um, but, and put this on a timeline for us. When did you guys launch the company? Uh, they launched it in 2016. Okay. You said they launched it. So when did you join? So I, I joined this year okay. uh, and it take the company in a, in a new direction. And, and are you, I mean, are you generally viewed as a founder? Like how many people are on the team? Are you viewed as a founder? I'm viewed as a founder. Um, there, you know, the, the company consists of 40 people at the moment. Okay. Uh, we'll probably get to 50 by early next year. Okay. And, and what prompted kind of them saying, Hey, we need to bring a guy like Nathan in. Well, so uh, a couple things. One is that, you know, the company's growing. Everybody's very excited about the growth. Um, but we wanted to take a look and see what what can we what can we do this to make this a billion dollar company? You know, what what can we really do to get more investment to make this this huge? And um, you know, was it focus on recruitment, make make more features in the recruitment space, or do we need to take a wider look and see in the HR space how how we can invest in order to to make this a much larger company? Mm-hmm. So are you bootstrapped today, or have you raised capital? So we we at this point we've raised capital we we've had um a seed round so how much have you raised today total so as of today i want to say that they raised 125 i'm sorry one point yeah 1.2 million okay and most that was equity or convertible note or debt Uh, that was equity Equity. Um, there's a, a few different um few different investors including kk funds out of uh out of singapore okay when where are you guys all based by the way the team of 40 Oh, it's all, all in Indonesia. All, okay, very good. You, you as well? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Okay, so now that we have a baseline of kind of where you're at today, to help us understand where you're going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I had 17 plus years at Aon um, building HRIS platforms. Uh, so US-based large-scale to global large-scale um, HRIS platforms that included broking, um, you know, benefits administration, just basic HRMS. And so I left Aon this, let's see, last year and, and really did some soul searching to see what I wanted, to, where I wanted to go next, what I wanted to do. And ultimately I had a lot of things, my, in my, the last job I, I was asked to really think beyond our current revenue models and find out how we could even disrupt some of the revenue models that we had traditionally relied on for a very long time. And, um, you know, because companies at this point, you know, especially, you know companies as large as Aon, they're, they, they're, they're in a buy mode. They're not going to build something. 
I was a little bit concerned that if I went back into the industry in the large scale company, that I wasn't going to be able to achieve some of the software goals that ultimately I wanted to, to achieve some of the changes to uh, the broking industry and the, um, and the HRS industry. So, um, what I did is focus on finding a platform which had, uh, which had a, a baseline and was in the HR tech field that could then be converted into, um, you know, what my what my vision is. So I met Benson, and he had the same. Vision Benson's as well. the CEO. Benson is the CEO, and um, so we, you know, we talked over about eight months, and I came out, I assessed the platform. And so we came to a conclusion that from the platform we've got, we can now build this into a, 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 a really large scale, but focused on Indonesia at the moment, HRS platform that would be benefits delivery with a, um, you know, it'd be a SaaS model, but at the same time, the, there's a huge potential for broking revenue out of that model as well. Okay. All your 70 grand per month today is SaaS revenue though, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, how sticky is this? So what does churn look like today? Well, see, that's that's it's difficult because we sign up clients for you know for a year at a time. Yeah, so then you say, okay, how many renew at the end of the year? If only one renews out of a hundred, you have ninety nine percent churn. Yeah, I mean it's very high right now. How high? To be honest, I don't have that number. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't what's know. it? What's it? Definitely above? Would you say? Definitely above eighty percent. Okay, wow, so that's really high churn. Why is it so high? If people use you one year and hire hundred people, why would they ever let you go? Why is it so high or why is it so low? No, no, that's really high. 80% churn is really, really high annual churn. So why is it so high if people are hiring 100 people through you every year? Why are they churning? Well, 20%, 20% churn. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong side of that. Oh, you've got 80% retention, 20% churn. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so tell me, okay, so not as much, but tell me why 20% churn. Why are they leaving? Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't have specifics to that because I'm not really focused on the, um, the recruitment side at the moment, but they, you know, I would, I would guess that it's probably that, you know, maybe they just don't need next year, the same amount of, of recruitment. It's maybe they, they had a, a huge need at the beginning. Let's say a company's just getting started. Um, they hire a lot of people. So there's probably a number of scenarios that would, um, that, would, you know, make them, Maybe they did, boy, maybe it wasn't successful for them, and I'm not exactly sure why uh, at this point. Benson could probably give you a better answer on that one. Well, Nathan, what, sorry, so help me understand. The, the sense I got was you're kind of focused on taking the product in a new direction. And so for you to know which way to take the product to build a billion-dollar company, you got to understand, like really understand the current use cases and why people stick and why they churn. Is that is that what you're focused on? No. So what I'm, what I'm really focused on is looking at the technology and, and effectively coming up with a plan on how we could build out the rest of what we need to turn it into a, a larger HRS platform. Okay. But, but is it, wasn't it a good place to start on that? Understanding why people stick and why they churn? Uh, yeah, but I think the reason why people stick and churn based on the, the HR side isn't necessarily applicable to the rest of the HRIS. I think there's. What do you mean by that? Sorry, I don't know. I don't understand those acronyms. Okay, so it's a human resource platform, basically. So if you think of uh, think of the application of HRIS, um, you you would have different components. One of them would be recruitment, but you would also have different components like you know employee management, benefits administration, broking administration. So if you think about the you know, the recruitment as just a small piece of that larger platform, you're going to have different, you're going to have a different customer that's going to look for different 
the, the other components or all the components um, in, in a larger platform. So if we just look at the the recruitment piece, it's not going to give us a good formula on, on what stickiness or churn is going to be uh, for the rest of the platform. For that, what we're doing is just really looking at the industry as a whole and seeing where we can better fit um, our software, especially for Indonesia. The thing about Indonesia right now is it's just it's just becoming a mature market. It's it's not there yet. So are you just, to, I don't understand. So are you, are you going out and building out other pieces of what you kind of put under HR tech and, or are you picking a different sector entirely and focusing like a hundred percent on that, like benefits management? It, it, well, so both, right? So we're building different components, but you know, our focus, we're going to change the revenue model from SaaS to one of broken revenue. Um, and, and therefore we need to build out a broken component, uh, benefits administration. And again, focus very specifically on Indonesia. Mm -hmm. and, and so help me understand how this broken model, obviously we're talking hypothetically here, would work. Someone hires, use your platform and hires someone in Indonesia, they pay 20 grand per year. What do you take of that? Well, so what really the way this works is that you would, uh, you know, we build out a platform. We effectively give the platform away for free as long as we're getting the broken revenue. So we we essentially take your benefits, go, go broker them through insurance companies, find the best fit for you and then administer either a very low or, or no cost and the reason that's important is because in a lot of cases these companies you know the, a, an HRS platform can be extremely expensive and very difficult to implement and so mid-sized companies are going to be challenged to, to to do that and then large-scale companies are going to spend a lot of money in implementation uh, it effectively trying to make it um, built for them. Indonesia does not have a, a great set of resources to do this because the insurance market's really immature here. So Nathan, just to be clear, I mean, you're basically repositioning yourself to be a super affiliate to insurance brokers. Yes. And, and no, so you would be an insurance broker. You would actually be the broker. You would actually be the broker. Correct? Yeah. 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 Interesting. So you're essentially going to be an insurance broker with a small tech component. Well, yes, exactly. I mean, I, I think, I don't think of it small but very long but yeah well and, and so why go into this space i mean you look at companies like gusto uh, you know they have a massive lead in this space maybe they're not in indonesia yet but i mean you also then look at just the recruiting side you have indeed isims i mean these huge companies um why go why pivot from you know just a, a kind of a job placement model to the insurance broker model why do you think you'll be able to build, build a billion dollar company there versus where you're at today well i think for, for a couple of reasons one is that asia is as not well represented in terms of uh, configuration. So the thing about these platforms is they're highly, they're, they're very much dictated by local regulation. And, and therefore, every company is going to have its own special needs, its own special configurations and, and its own implementation scale. So Indonesia has, has not been represented in, in, in this platform space. So Gusto, no. Gusto doesn't service Indonesian companies? No. And so why not? What, it, well, one, because the insurance market it has not there because there's two approaches you can take. And what I've decided that we should do is focus on the markets that's about to be mature and then go after the other markets as opposed to what most people have done, which is focus on the, the more mature markets and then try to go into the other regions when it makes sense. Yeah. Very good. All right, man. Uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, Nathan, what is your favorite business book? My favorite business book? Um uh, or the last book you read? 
Uh, if there's not one, oh. just say none. <laughs> none at the All moment. Right. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, no, no, not no, at the moment. Number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? My favorite one at the moment is uh, actually, uh, I'm using Kentico a lot. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yep, they came on the show. Great, great company. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, I'm on about four every night at this point. That's crazy. How old are you? I'm 42. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? I'm divorced. Okay, no kids? No kids. Well, I've got, yeah, two kids, sorry. Two kiddos, 42. All right, and uh, last question here. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, my gosh. Um, what I wish my 20 year old self knew is that everything would work out, will work out. You don't have to worry 20 years into the future. Guys, everything will work out. Urban Hire founded back in 2016, really helping with job placement. Start off as a SaaS model, has have 3,600 users, about 168 are paying, call it a grand or around that uh, per year. So they're doing about 70 grand per month right now. That's up from 25 grand a month just a year ago. So good growth, but they're shutting down this model, even though it's got 80% retention and 20% revenue churn per year and really pivoting to be, you know, to cater to Indonesian CEOs and companies really as a, as a super insurance actual broker with a large tech component. Nathan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot.